Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, Ramo Ramo, Hare Hare. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama. Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, Ramo Ramo, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare.
जय राधमाधा कुंजा बिहारी जय राधमाधा कुंजा बिहारी गोपीजन
Jayom Vishnupad Paramahamsa Parivijaka Charja Asto Tarasta Shishimadis Divine Grace Shila AC Bhakti Vedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai Ananta Koti Vaishnavrinda Ki Jai Sri Namacharya Sila Haridas Thakur Ki Jai Prayamsi Kao Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunitananda Sri Advaita Gadadar Shila Sari Gorbhakta Rinda Ki Jai Sri Si Radha Krishna Gopanath Shamakunda Radha Kun Giri Govardhan Ki Jai Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai Granta Raj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Gaur Primanande, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. Jai Srila Prabhupada, Namo Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasaya Bhutale Srimante Bhaktivedanta Swami and Niti Namani Namaste Saraswati Devi Guravani Pachanya Vasesha Sadhyavadi Pasya Tadesha Tarine. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, thank you for coming. Today's class in the beautiful Bhagavatam, uh, 10th Canto, Chapter 16. Today's texts are 13 through 15. And I think we're going to chant that first shlok, and then there's, there's the, the other two, but we're going to, uh, together, we'll, ch we'll chant the first part. Tan Alaksha Bayodwidna Gopa Nanda Progamha Bina Ramina Gaha Krishnam Gatwa Charyatum Gatum Tanaks Tanalaksha by Yodwigna Gopananda Purogamaha Dina Ramena Gaha Krishnam Gatvachar Yitum Gatam Tanalaksha Bayodwigna Gopananda Purogamaha Vina Ramena Gaha Krishnam Yatvachara Yitum Gatam
Brothers? Other two mantras, tired, tired, mitar, nidanam, matva, praptam, atad, vidaha, tat pranastat, manastaste, dukashoka, bayaturaha, abala, bridha, vanita, sarve, naga, pasu, britaya. Nirjamur Gokula Dinaha Krishna Darshan Lakshasaha Tan These signs Alaksha Seeing Baya Udvignaha Agitated by fear Gopaha The cowherds Nanda Puraha Gamaha, headed by Nanda Maharaj, Vina, without, Ramina, Balaram, Gaha, the cows, Krishnam, Krishna, Gatva, understanding, Charyatum, to herd, <coughs> gatam, gone, tahi, from those, durnimitaha, bad omens, nidhanam, destruction, matva, considering, praptam, attained, atatvidaha, not knowing his opulences. Tat pranaha, having him as their very own source of life. Tat shakaha, their minds being absorbed in him. Te, they. Dukaha, by pain. Shoka, unhappiness, Baya, and fear, Aturaha, overwhelmed, Abala, including the children, Dritha, old persons, Vanitaha, and ladies, Sarve, all, Anga, <clears throat> My dear King Parikshit, Pasubritayaha, having as an affectionate cow, behaving as an affectionate cow does towards herself, her calf. Near Jammu, yeah, near Jammu. It's so hard to see. They went out. Gokulat. From Gokul, Dinaha, feeling wretched, 
Krishna Darshana for the sight of Lord Krishna. Lala Shaha Anxious Translation Seeing the inauspicious omens, Nanda Maharaj and other cowherd men were fearful, for they knew that Krishna had gone to herd the cows that day without his elder brother Balaram. Because they had dedicated their minds to Krishna, accepting him as their very life, they were unaware of his great power and opulence. Thus they concluded that the inauspicious omens indicated that he had met with death, and they were overwhelmed with grief, lamentation, and fear. All the inhabitants of Vrindavan, including the children, women, and elderly persons, thought of Krishna just as a cow thinks of her helpless young calf, and thus these poor, suffering people rushed out of the village intent upon finding him. So I say, and you can repeat, Seeing the inauspicious omens, Nanda Maharaj and the other cowherd men were fearful, for they knew that Krishna had gone to herd the cows that day without his older brother Balaram. Because they had decided, because they had dedicated their minds to Krishna, Accepting him as their very life, they were unaware of his great power and opulence. Thus they concluded that the inauspicious omens indicated that he had met with death, and they were overwhelmed with grief, lamentation, and fear. All the inhabitants of Vrindavan, including the children, women, and elderly persons, thought of Krishna just as a cow, thinks of her helpless young calf. And these poor, suffering people rushed out of the village, intent upon finding him. So I th I'm going to do the next one as well. Do it, do it. Do it, do it. Let's go. Yeah, we need to. The tenth canto is something we just want to drink real fast. You know, you don't sip it. You gulp it. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Text 16. Tamstata kataran bhiksha bhagavan madhavo balaha purasya kinchinovacha Translation, the Supreme Lord Balaram, the master of all transcendental knowledge, smiled and said nothing when he saw the residents of Vrindavan in such distress, since he understood the extraordinary power of his younger brother. Purport by Srila Prabhupada, I mean by our godbrothers, his disciples. Sri Balaram is the plenary expansion of Lord Krishna and is thus non-different from him. 
They are, in fact, the same absolute truth manifest in separate forms. According to Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Tarkur, Lord Balaram was laughing because he thought, Krishna never cares to play with me in my form as Seshanag, but now he is playing with this ordinary, mundane snake named Kaliya. So Balaram's thinking, it's an ordinary, mundane snake, you know. You know, we, we're looking at his thousand hoods, he's gigantic, he's poisonous. And Balaram is like, he's an ordinary, mundane snake. You know, you've seen one snake, you've seen them all. The question may arise as to why Krishna and Balaram allowed their loving devotees to suffer such great anguish during Krishna's temporary imprisonment within the, coil, the coils of Kaliya. This is something that everybody wonders when, when we talk about these pastimes. Why is, why is Krishna allowing the inhabitants of Vrindavan to witness this and therefore suffer? Why is he doing this? Well, it must be remembered that because the inhabitants of Vrindavan were completely liberated souls, they did not experience material emotions. When they saw their beloved Krishna in apparent danger, their love for him intensified to the highest degree, and thus they merged completely into the ecstasy of love for him. The whole situation has to be seen from the spiritual point of view, or it will not be seen at all. So I'll read the two verses again. Seeing the inauspicious omens, Nanda Maharaj and other cowherd men were fearful, for they knew that Krishna had gone to herd the cows that day without his elder brother, Balaram. Because they had dedicated their minds to Krishna, accepting him as their very life, they were unaware of his great power and opulence. Thus they concluded that the inauspicious omens indicated that he had met with death and they were overwhelmed with grief, lamentation, and fear. All the inhabitants of Vrindavan, including the children, women, and elderly persons, thought of Krishna just as a cow thinks of her helpless young calf. And thus these poor, suffering people rushed out of the village, intent upon finding him. The Supreme Lord Balaram, the master of all transcendental knowledge, smiled and said nothing when he saw the residents of Vrindavan in such distress since he understood the extraordinary power of his younger brother. Om Agyantimarandasya Gedanjanan Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitanjena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manovishtam Stapitanjena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadanti Swapadantakam Manchakopa Tarubias Cha Kripasendupiebacha Patitanam Pavanebhuvaishna Bebyo Namo Namaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunitananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasari Gaur Bhakta Rinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So, um, we're moving along in this story. It, it's, it's intensifying. Um, and what's going on here, as we can see, it's, it's, it's building up uh, the residents of Vrindavan didn't see Krishna as the supreme Godhead, you see. So when they saw these bad omens, because Krishna is what they think about all the time anyway, they think of nothing but Krishna. Krishna's in their mind. Everything, every thought is for Krishna. Every word is for Krishna. 
Every action is for Krishna. So when they saw these bad omens, they didn't think, oh, my child is in trouble. You know, or perhaps my mother might be suffering or maybe my dog got ran over or something. You know, the first thing they thought about when they saw these bad omens was there's something wrong with Krishna. He's met his death. You see? So uh, it's very difficult when we're uh, learning this bhakti yoga. It's difficult for us to tackle this concept that ultimately... Uh, when we get to Goloka Vrindavan, we have to be at the point where we don't see Krishna as the supreme personality of Godhead. You see, it's necessary for us in the beginning and, and perhaps now, we have to think of Krishna as God. <clears throat> We're all trained, most of us anywhere trained, <clears throat> to be awe and reverent of God. You see, why? Because... Practically speaking, to my knowledge, and my knowledge is limited of the world's uh, religions, but from what I've been introduced to in my lifetime, there are very few, if any, who have much of a concept of what God is. Who is he? What does he look like? You know, what, well, we know that perhaps he's a little angry. You know, he, he, his feathers get ruffled very easily. He's easily angered. Sometimes you can please him. Uh, he's jealous, you see. He's somebody that you don't want to uh, get on the bad side of. That picture is painted. As far as my limited knowledge is, you know, and I don't know at all, but from what I've gathered, you see. However, uh, we can see that Krishna is, uh, of course, Krishna punishes the demons, but towards the devotees, Krishna is not an angry, jealous, mean guy. You know, uh, I can't remember who it, who it was, but one of my godbrothers was giving class one time uh, and someone asked him uh, about Krishna. Who is this Krishna? And uh, his reply was, well, he's the same God that, uh, that you read about in the Old Testament, but he's in a, bad, he's in a, in a much better mood. You know, he's, he's not, uh, when he throws uh, uh, hellfire and brimstone, it's generally at, the, devo at the, the demons and not the devotees, you see. So <clears throat> the inhabitants of Vrindavan, <clears throat> they didn't see Krishna as the all-powerful supreme Godhead. They saw him as their little Krishna. They saw him as their child. Uh, the cowherd boy saw him as their young friend. You see, somebody that I play with. And basically, out of their love for Krishna, they wanted to take care of him. They wanted to provide for him. <clears throat> and they didn't, have any, any, uh, they didn't have any life outside of Krishna. They wanted to do everything uh, as a pleasure to Krishna, everything to please Krishna. You know, what do you want, Krishna? They didn't think, well, you know, I think today I'm in the mood for oh, I don't know, macaroni and cheese or pizza or whatever. So I think I'm going to go throw some together. And, oh, yeah, before I eat it, I'm going to toss it on the altar. Here you go, Krishna, bless this. You know, I don't want to eat karma. Do your thing. You're God. Here. Remove the, the karma. You see? No, that's okay. We're, we're offering our food. You know, we're, we're going through the motions, and it's good. It's good that we do that. It's, it's, it's much better than going to the cupboard and just snatching something and eating it, you know, or ordering a pizza and gobbling it down. It's far better than that, you see. 
But is it on the perfect stage? Can anyone say that, well, when I do that, I'm on the perfect stage? You know, some people may say, when we talk like this, a lot of people, the first thing they say is, well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with it? You know, when somebody's uh, not quite up to a higher standard, they want to know, you know, they're a little offended that you're pointing out that my standard may not be quite that as high as it could be. So, so what's wrong with that? Well, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with it. But higher than that might be to think, what would Krishna like to eat? Am I, am I wrong here? What would Krishna like? I wonder, my Lord, what would you like today? Because I would like to prepare for you what you want. And whatever you want <clears throat> and, and is tasted by your lotus lips is very attractive to me. Once it's pleased you, I certainly want it. You see? We have to look at Maha in that way. <clears throat> as a matter of fact, it's, it, it's, and a lot of, I find as I go along, um, uh, and Prajapati Prabhu can identify with, with this, you know, there's so many, so much of the science of Krishna consciousness that was taught to us by Srila Prabhupada <clears throat> that is not being taught today. <clears throat> Excuse me. So many people don't know many of the things that we were taught. It's just not being taught. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I think some of the old guys should start a did you know column on the internet. Did you know that when someone offers you maha, you just accept it? Did you know it's an offense to, to turn it down? Did you know it's an offense to pick and choose? Someone offers you maha and you see a piece of eggplant and you see a piece of this and a piece of that, and, and you think, oh, no, I don't want that, but I'll take this. That's an offense, you see. You, you see the whole thing as maha. And whatever you can get, you know, the best way to accept maha prasadam is you put your hand down. You take whatever they give you. That's, you don't say, no, 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 not that. Now, if it's something you can't eat, let's say um, maybe they're going to offer you halawa. You know, maha halava. And maybe you're diabetic. So you can't eat a plate of halava. So you take a little bit. Just a little bit, please. A little bit has the same effect as a whole lot. This is maha prasadam, you see. It became maha prasadam because someone, out of loving devotion, calculated what Krishna would want. And they, they produced uh, some uh, foodstuff that they believed Krishna would like. And it was offered to him with love and devotion, accepted by Krishna. Now it's maha prasadam. So Srila Prabhupada, in order to prevent the devotees from picking and choosing his leftovers, you remember what he would do, Prajapati? He would stir it up. When he finished, he would, they would, of course, they would load everything on his plate so there would definitely be leftovers. They didn't want to, you know, give him more than he could eat. So, so when he finished... He, he would take the bowls, <clears throat> dump it out on his tray, stir it up. I remember hanging around outside his room, waiting for Pusta Krishna to come out with his tray, you know, being there ready, you know. And I could always see Prabhupada had stirred everything up. So Pusta Krishna would just give me a handful, and it's the halava and the sabji and whatever, it's all mixed together. Rice, just. Otherwise, we may say, oh, give me that. No. Oh, give me that. No, Prabhupada, he helped us to prevent us from 
uh, offending maha maha prasadam, that which is offered to the pure devotee. He would just stir it up, you see. So, um, these devotees in, in Vrindavan, we, we can't say, well, we need to impose that standard on all, all of us right now. That's not possible and it's not fair. You see? So, uh, everyone is at a different point in their de- spiritual development. You see? It's not that if you come in here, you have to go all the way to this standard. You have to be like the residents of Vrindavan. You have to think of Krishna always. All of your thoughts, words, and actions have to be for Krishna or you're out of here. No, not like that. There's no demand like that. This is a process of learning to uh, acquire Krishna Prem. This is a process of learning to love Krishna. And it's, a, it's something that will develop, uh, will develop over time. Srila Prabhupada says it's a slow Process. Many different places in the books, he says it's gradual, gradually. We continue to do it, and we continue to advance, you see. It's not that the process is watered down and, and kind of weak. It's that we don't embrace it fully, you see, because for me to take more of Krishna consciousness, I have to let go of a, more of my material consciousness, you see, and I don't want to. I'm not in the mood to give up what I have built. I have a life over here. I mean, I have an image. I have a way of combing my hair. I have a way of dressing. You know? I have an image to society. I have an image on Facebook that I've created. I've, I've pounded it out all my life so that you will see me the way I want you to see me. I've got my false ego of who I want you to think I am, you see. And I don't want to let it go, although I'm in knowledge that I have to. I have to. I have to let go of my false ego to attain self-realization. I have to give up thinking that I am this body. I have to give up thinking that uh, I am this image that I've created. I have to do it to embrace Krishna fully and to understand Krishna and to attain my covered over dormant love for him, I have to give up me. I have to give up my image, my false ego, you see. And pretty much we don't want to. We don't want to. So we have different levels of people who are hanging on to different parts of their life in our movement. And that's okay. See, in the material world, sometimes people that are uh, (coughs) affected by false ego, when they hear this, they think, well, you're picking on me. No, no, we're trying to help you. It's just like if somebody falls out of a boat, you know? If you're going across the the gut in Mayapur, you're going across the Ganga to Nubadweep, the current's really heavy in the Ganga, you know, and it's deep. And if somebody falls out of the boat... If you fell out and someone is reaching over, here, here, grab my hand. Are you going to say, well, are you insinuating that I'm not as safe as you? Here, take my hand. Wait, are you insinuating that I need help? Are you trying to insinuate that I'm not on the level you are? No, I'm, I see that you're going to drown. Here, here, 
you see. Well, you're just, uh, you're just on an India high. You know, people will criticize like that, you know. Well, you've just been studying scriptures. You're on a scripture high, you know. No, I'm giving you real life. Here, you're drowning. I can see. The problem with people who are in illusion, most of the time, they don't know it. They don't realize it, you see. So when you try to save them, they smack your hand away. No, no. Because my false egos tell me, I'm on the same level as you. I mean, I may not do all that stuff, but hey, what makes you think that I'm not, that I'm on the same level as you? You know? You see? Well, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm on a higher level or whatever. It's not a, we're just trying to all go back home, back to Godhead. And we really do need to help one another. You see? We, we need it badly. It's just like, uh, we all need Krishna's mercy, isn't it? So when we go to the holy places, we know there's lots of Krishna's mercy, right? It's just like echoing off the walls. It's everywhere. It's knee deep. It's an ocean of it. How is that mercy manifest? Is it the air? Is it the ground that you walk, that sacred ground? Is that it? Is that how Krishna's mercy is manifest? The buildings? Beautiful temples? Is that it? What is it? Give me something I can put my hands on. Where is this mercy? It's in the devotees. It's in the inhabitants. What is it Prabhupada said Pujapati, I can't remember, there's that, that quotation, he who goes to a place of pilgrimage just to take a bath without taking uh, darshan of the saintly persons there, what is it? It's just, it's, it's wasted. You know, basically he's saying you might as well, you should just stay home and take a bath. You know, you could have taken a bath without spending $2,000, you know, and a four and a half hour taxi ride from Kolkata. To Mayapur, <laughs> you see. That's all you want. Stay home, take a bath. If you want to go around and take a million pictures and fill up your, your Facebook with cute pictures or your, your whatever, your albums, you know, well, once you just order that online, you can get that, you know. But to go to the, to the, uh, to the Dom, we associate with the pure devotees. We seek out those who are as pure as we can get. Uh, Prabhupada says that people go to the holy places and they leave their sins. The holy places leave their sin, uh, co collect your sins. You leave your sins there and they collect it. So it's kind of like uh, in, in the streets of India, you know, when people eat or whatever, what do they do with the refuse? Where does it go? On the ground. You know, you get a little something and you take, like you see them take their chai. There could be a garbage can right there on the street. So the street's collecting all of this refuse. It just gets more and more polluted. And so then uh, late in the evening or sometime, sooner or later, somebody will sweep it up, put it into a pile, and burn it to keep the mosquitoes away. The point is that the streets aren't just left 
to pile up to your nose, they are cleansed. The streets collect your unwanted things, and then they're, they're cleansed. Who cleanses all the sins that are deposited in the Dom? Those pure devotees that go there. You see? So we should approach these people. You see? That's in part of our problem. And again, this is not meant in criticism. It's just meant in, in a form to help everybody. Sometimes we just need to think a little differently. We need to approach people that will make us uncomfortable. We need to f- seek out people uh, that, are, that we consider are more advanced. And they're going to tell us that we're going to ask them spiritual advice. We're going to ask their advice. And they're going to tell me to do something I don't want to do. They're going to tell me a better way to perform my devotional activity. They're going to tell me a different way. or They're going to tell me uh, programs that I should go to. Uh, They're going to suggest that I read more. They're going to suggest things that I don't want to do right now because I really have my false ego and I have my things that I like to do. I have my hobbies and fun things, you see. This uh, writer, Stephen Covey, uh, who became very popular uh, in ISKCON. He was very popular by those who were in, in business. Corporate America, you know, learned a lot from Stephen Covey. So many famous people who became billionaires learned a lot from his philosophy on how to behave, how you should behave if you want to be successful. He made people Millions of people made them rich by telling you how you should behave. And I felt like every time I read some of the companies that I worked for were required, you know, to to study Stephen Covey. You know, the seven habits of highly effective people and all the other stuff, you know. First things first and, you know. So as I studied, I thought, boy, this guy must have studied the Vedas. He must have had a strict guru. Because basically what he was telling you is put the important things first. Start your day off with a group. Divide your your day or or your desk. He said desk, but let's say your day, your activities into four segments. Those Those things that are important and urgent. Things that are urgent but not important. Things that are important but not urgent. And things that are not urgent and not important. You start your day off with the important and urgent things first. And that's what you work on. If you can't finish those, then fine. But you do the urgent, important things first. Then you go on to the next one. And the things that are not important and not urgent, you just throw in the trash. This is how you get rich and be successful in your business life. A discipline. And he said, you have to figure out who you are. What your inner core is, what motivates you, what kind of person do you want the world to see you as? So you'll develop principles, honesty, dependability, reliability, you know, that's what I need. So you develop your principles. He said, once you develop your principles, you can never, ever break them. You only break yourself when you break them. And I'm thinking, this sounds like 
know, this, this is good teaching, you know. We have principles. Four of them. You see? We've been given direction on the type of person that we want to be. Perfect direction from the perfect person, Srila Prabhupada. He's given us, he's painted a perfect picture of how we should be. He, in other words, we can drop our false ego and we can be the kind of person that he instructs us to be. Because when you take initiation, you sell your soul. You know, they used to have these movies when I was a kid, The Twilight Zone, and people would sell their soul to the devil because they wanted wealth or fame or something. You know, I saw this one where a guy wanted to be a movie star or something like that. And, uh, oh, no, that was Rosemary's Baby. Remember back in the 60s? Remember that movie? Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. So we, we did like that, but we didn't sell our soul to the devil. We sold ourselves to the, our soul to the guru, to Krishna. We sold our soul to God. Not for material things, but for a ticket out of the, uh, this material world to get off the merry-go-round of birth, death, disease, old age. You see. Now, if you don't want to sell your soul, that's okay. Don't take initiation. Put on the brakes. Don't think, well, I'm going to go ahead and join the club. You know, it's like joining a country club. You get a really cute name, different. All your non-devotee friends are going to say, wow, that's a really far out name you've got. Yes, I have a guru too. I am taking yoga. You see? No. As a matter of fact, in the old days, I know Prajapati will remember this, back in, back in, in the ancient times, when we joined, we had that feeling. We had sold our soul. I'm now a different person. And I don't know about uh, many of the devotees, my god brothers and god sisters I talked to, we turned our families against us. We didn't mean to, but we were so changed. We're such a different person. They didn't like us anymore. You don't eat meat. You don't do this. You don't do that. You don't know, and you're trying to get me to come to a higher level. Why don't you just stay away? They turned you into a zombie. They brainwashed you. Oh no! I sold my soul to God. Ah, get out of here, nutcase! You know, some of my family I didn't, I wasn't able to talk to for years, many years. I mean, my mother and father and brothers. You know, they wouldn't have anything to do with me. Because every time I was around them, I'd say, you shouldn't eat that, you know. I was preaching to them, you see. So we had that feeling. I, I just sold my soul. Now, what does that mean? I don't have it anymore. I don't, I don't, I've given up the uh, right. I gave over the right to make my own decisions, I'm letting Srila Prabhupada make my decisions. Now, I didn't do a very good job of it. I'm still not doing a very good job of it. But that's my desire, to do a good job of letting Prabhupada make my decisions. In other words, we're still going to do the picking and choosing. We're still going to make our decisions. But we use Guru, Shadu, and Shastra as our filter to make those decisions. You see? Guru, Shadu, Shastra is our filter for all of our thoughts, what comes out of our mouth, and what we allow to go in. You know, 
If you uh, garbage in, garbage out. If you take in garbage, no matter how much you read, this garbage is going to come out of your mouth. You're going to start. So sometimes we hear a lot of perjalpa. Well, there's, there's material stuff going in the head, in the ears, in the eyes, so it's going to come out the mouth, you see. Somebody who studies a great deal, you know, I mean, we notice a lot uh, in Mayapur, the students who come there to take Bhakti Shastri. They are so intensified by reading Prabhupada's books, the Bhagavad Gita, Nectar of Instruction, Nectar of Devotion, Sri Ishopanishad. They're taking in so much because it's a two-year course that's condensed into three and a half months. So it's a sprint. You're cramming. And the work is so intense that nobody would do it if it was anything other than Srila Prabhupada's books. Nobody would work that hard. But it's so wonderful because you're drinking uh, this nectar of, of the scriptures. And what happens is it starts coming out of your mouth. You see? People back home, when you're emailing them, I've noticed uh, uh, not just one, but many people who go there to take Bhakti Shastri. Their, their family and friends start to, start to criticize them. Well, you're different. You're just, that's, all, that's all you can talk about. In other words, I want to I have some Maya. And you're quoting something out of the second chapter. Jeez. You know, aren't you going to get off this thing? You know, can you, can you give up this scripture thing for a while? And can we have just a nice mundane conversation? You say they get, they get fried. You talk to many people. And they're having that difficulty. You see. So we can see this process works. Krishna in, in the head, Krishna out the mouth. Garbage in the eyes and ears, garbage out the mouth. You see? So, you know, our process isn't to say, well, you know, you're not you're not a pure devotee, so you're nothing. No. You're a devotee of Krishna. And whatever level that you are right now, you are worshipable. You are to be worshipped. You are the manifestation of Krishna's mercy. Because when I see you, you remind me of Krishna. Now when I see him, he might remind me of Krishna even more. When I see someone like Jaidwaita Maharaj, he might remind me of Krishna even more. When I come before Srila Prabhupada, I feel like I'm seeing Krishna. And when I stand in front of the deity, I see what I'm trying to think, maybe this is what Prabhupada is seeing, you see. So you see how we get caught up in the process. But somebody who's only joined a few days ago, somebody, let's say somebody joined last night. When you see them, they're going to remind you of Krishna. You say, oh, there's the new guy. Wow, I'm so happy that see how he's making progress. He's... You know, he started out chanting two rounds. Now he's up to four. That's great. You see? So Krishna's mercy manifests in his devotees. And we can't say, well, you know, there's this guy here and, you know, I don't like the way, I don't think he puts his dhoti on. You know, he never learned how to put his dhoti on right. He still, you know, ties it in a big knot. He doesn't learn. So I don't know. I, I, we don't do like that. We don't say, well, you know, you're, you're on a scale of one to ten. You're a seven. You're a three. He's a nine. You know, we, don't, we don't do like that. You see? We know that there are differences in devotees. 
we know that there are some that are more advanced. And we seek out their association. You see? And from that, we get purification and knowledge on how to become better. How do, how do we step up a notch? How do we raise the bar? And then we turn around and give it to those who need it. And sometimes we're giving it to those who don't need it. Just because we're having that loving exchange. You see? I may be telling a story about Krishna, and someone might think, well, why are you telling me about Krishna? What, do you think I'm fallen or something? Well, we have to deal with false egos. We have to have that mercy to try to help one another, even if they smack your hand away. You see? You're trying to pull them out of the Ganga, and they're smacking your hand away. Who do you think you are? Why don't you mind your own business? Are you trying to say I'm fallen? <laughs> you see? It doesn't matter. No, I'm not trying to say you're fallen or whatever. I'm trying to love you. I am loving you. I do love you. And I appreciate you. You see? We don't want to lose anybody. It's so hard to get a devotee. We have to distribute so many books, so much prasadam, open so many temples, travel so many miles to get a devotee. Once you get one, let's keep them at all cost. That means we might have to tolerate them thinking, well, you're just puffed up and you're always trying to talk about Krishna and tell me I'm not this or that, you know. You don't like what I do and you're always saying it's not up to standard. Yes, okay, anyway, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. You know. Could, you know, but would you come to the programs? Well, there you go with the program thing again, you know. You know. <laughs> so, uh, the preacher doesn't go out to preach to, be, to become popular. <laughs> we're, we're, we want to be popular with a guru and Krishna. We do want to be popular with guru. And guru says, go preach and save them. He doesn't say, go out there and be the nicest guy in town. You know. Just go preach. Save them. And if they say, well, I think you're just a big fat jerk. Well, okay, that's very good. But would you like to take some prasadam? Whatever. You see. Now, if somebody's in gross maya, it doesn't mean we'll associate uh, intimately with them. You know, doesn't mean we go sit down at their house and participate in their maya, but we still give them respect. Doesn't mean if you see some devotee walking down the street and you don't approve of, of uh, if they're not blasphemous, but you don't approve of whatever, doesn't mean you go on the other side of the street. You pay your obeisances and embrace the person. You see? But you don't have to go sit down and participate in whatever you think they might or may or may not be doing. You see? You get the point. We, we have to learn to love one another and to appreciate one another uh, or else we're not going to develop our Krishna Prem. We have to have love for one another or we're not going to love Krishna. You can't say... Well, you know, Krishna, I love you, totally. But the rest of these entities, what are you doing with all them? You don't need them. You know, do you think that's going to please Krishna? No. What is it? Prabhupada says, love me, love my dog. <laughs> you know? So, we have to love everyone. 
And we treat everyone as if, as if they're on the same level, except some you give more advice to than others. Some you're gonna, you don't give them any advice. You just take advice, and then you hand advice down. You see, we're trying to pull everybody uh, along. We're trying to save everybody, you see. In that way, we're thinking of Krishna always, like the residents of Vrindavan. They're thinking of Krishna always. So if we're thinking about the devotees and the well-being of the devotees, we're thinking of our service to Krishna, you see, wherever we go. And everybody you meet, try to think of how you can make them a devotee and how you can help them. That'll keep us, help us to uh, remember. We don't think that, well, he's God, Krishna's God, let him do it. He wants the world saved? Well, he's the one with all the power, let him do it. You see? The inhabitants of Vrindavan didn't think, well, you know, Krishna's God, he can kill that snake. You know, they didn't think, well, I see these bad omens, Krishna's God, nothing can happen to him. I don't have to worry about him, he doesn't need me. They thought, no, he needs me. He needs my help. Why? Because I love him. They'd seen him do so many Herculean uh, things, killing demons, but they still worried about him out of their love. They loved him so much that they couldn't grasp the thought that maybe he's the supreme controller out of love. Because I love him so much, he's so important to me that... There is no possibility of me existing if anything were to happen to him. Not that, well, he's God. What can happen to him? He can handle it, you know. No, Lord Balaram, he's looking at it. He knows Krishna's God. <laughs> you see, he's even thinking, oh, this is an ordinary mundane snake. You know, Krishna's going to like that. He has a different view of Krishna than we should have, you see. So... Uh, I think I should stop and see if there are any questions. I've gone over about four minutes anyway, so if there are any questions or comments. Uh, just the idea that uh, those of residents of Vrindavan don't know Krishna's God. Still, we must go through the process of Bhagavad Gita, the first uh, nine cantos, understanding fully that Krishna's God right. before we give up that idea. Right. We've got to have, to get us kick-started, We've got to have on reverence. As I kind of touched on yesterday, in the beginning, we've got to be thinking for good old number one, for me. Because when I'm in illusion, that's, that's all I'm thinking about. So I come to this movement, I'm thinking, this is going to be better for me. You see? I want to go back to Godhead because it's better. It's better to be there. I don't want the birth, death, disease, and old age. So, And we approach, it, approach God on the... Uh, uh, on the platform of on reverence, you see. We start thinking of Krishna uh, on reverential. Along the way, uh, after many, many years, Krishna will help you get a little bit more warm and fuzzy with him, you see. He will pull you in, but it has to be, it cannot be artificial. You, you can't jump ahead or you'll be offensive and you'll lose concept of the whole game. It's got to be a very natural process. And actually, it's like you're being dragged, kicking and screaming, you know, because you're, you're thinking on reverence, on reverence, and Krishna's like, hey, come on, loosen up. No, no, on reverence, on reverence. Hey, look, loosen up a little bit, okay? You know, lose the God thing. Krishna will not let you know when it's time to lose the God thing. And until that time <laughs> comes, keep, it, keep the God thing. Get warm and fuzzy as you can, 
but we need to remember he's God. And of course, sometimes you look at Radhakala Chanji and you're thinking, there's no way he could be God. He's too cute. How can God be so cute? He's cute and cocky and he's just, you know, he doesn't look like some guy that would just, you know. You know, it's not like you walk up in front of Kalachanji and Kalachanji says, stand up straight. Quit fidgeting. Pay attention. I'm talking to you. You know, he's not like that. He's just cute. You know, so if we follow the process of darshan with the deity, he'll bring us in. You know, the day will come sometime when we'll just think of him as wonderful, lovable Krishna. And your um, eternal position with Krishna will manifest someday where you'll be his friend, his lover, his parent, or whatever. That'll happen. But you can't push it and you can't go for that artificially. You see. But it'll come. We just have to stay on the path. Did you have a question, Prabhu? Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Sometimes, you know, I try to just agree with her. That's all. Thank you very much for the nice class, Prabhuji. Sometimes, you. you know, I try to bring some of my friends, and you know what they, their comments was that nice people, but very emotional. I don't think that. Uh, this is feasible, you know, in the modern, you know, yuga, the way things are progressing. It's very difficult to survive being so emotional, so nice, and, you know, thinking a little bit, you know, backward kind of thought. So what is your comment on that? Oh, that's very good. Maybe perhaps you're right. Would you like to take some prasadam? You know, the big book, this does... I know it probably looks a little intimidating to you, so yeah. But, you know, we've got this nice little book here. Have you read this one? This is a quick read, and you'll like this. You see, you roll with a punch. Don't argue with them. Don't become offended. What do you mean? Emotional. How dare you? No. Oh, yeah, perhaps that book is a little... Well, here, we've got this other one, you know. Would you like to take some prasadam? Here, let me get you a plate. You can take it with you. They said, no, I don't have time to eat. Oh, we'll get you a to-go container. You can take some with you. Eat it later. You see? So give them something. Nice, sweet. You know, we don't become, uh, we don't become emotional in their definition of becoming emotional. Like, well, I'm offended. You know, we're not so hoity-toity that, you know, we, uh, the true professional, when he's, he, he never loses sight of his goal, you see. When a truly professional salesperson goes in to make a sale, if the buyer offends him, he doesn't think, all right, the heck with this, I'm getting out of here. No, he thinks, I want to take your money. I've come here to take your money. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to take your money. With well, you know, legal, you see what I mean? So if the guy becomes mean and angry, oh, excuse me, sir, um, you know, you just, because you see the goal. I want to walk out of here with your money, your, your, 
your, your signature on the contract, you see. So the devotee is the same thing. I want you to make spiritual advancement. And you're not going to stop me from trying. You can, you can offend me. You can say, now, if you become blasphemous of my guru, we have a problem. We have a real problem with that. We may have to part, and maybe I'll have to try later, or maybe I'm just going to have to write you off. But if they're not blasphemous, intentionally blasphemous, then we just keep on keeping on. If you ever see an expert book distributor, someone like Vaisheshika Prabhu, you know, there's nothing you can say that will make it logical on why you shouldn't walk away with that book. There's nothing. He's so expert. Any uh, Parmeshwar Prabhu is another one. You know, he's the he's the big guy. He distributes more books than everybody. But there's when you meet him on a college campus or someplace where he's distributing books, there's nothing you can say that he can't defeat about why you should have this book. It's too big, I have a small one. Well, I don't read English, I have Spanish. I can't afford it, I have a cheaper one. You're not going to do it. The only thing you can say is, no, I don't want the book, now leave me alone. Well, do you come, do you come through here? I'll be here tomorrow. You know, maybe you'll change your mind. No! I don't want your book. All right. See you later. I've got a little one, a little pamphlet you can take with you. You see what I mean? You know your mission. And nothing is going to... See, now that's, that's, that's being sold out. You sold your soul. You're not thinking, I don't want this guy to think I'm a jerk. I don't want to say something that will make the guy think that I'm impolite. Or he might think I'm crazy if I continue pushing the book. You know, sane people in America don't act like that. You see what I mean? So you've got the false ego gone. You're working on um, the pulse of the guru. I'm here to serve my guru. I'm here to serve Srila Prabhupada. And my mission is to get this book in your hands. And i got a million tricks. And Krishna will give me a million more. You see? So you got to have that attitude with them like that. Sweet, nice, you know. And even if they try to uh, offend you by saying, you mean you believe in this? Yeah, I do. Tell me, what is it about it, uh, what is it, about it that, that appeals to you? Certainly there's got to be something about it. Well, you know, I kind of like the, I kind of like the singing. That's kind of, like, oh, you do? Well, maybe next time you come, we can have, we'll, I'll teach you some too. You see what I mean? You just keep on. Don't argue with them, you see. Or they'll, the more you argue, they'll put up a, a, a defense. You just keep on selling. Keep on preaching. Anything else? Jai, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srimad Bhagavatam.
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. 